Nehemiah chapter number 4. Nehemiah chapter 4. We're going to begin a reading in verse number 10. Nehemiah 4, 10. And Judah said, The strength of the bearers of burdens is decayed, and there is much rubbish, so that, they, so that we are not able to build the wall. And our adversaries said, They shall not know, neither see, till we come in the midst among them, and slay them, and cause the work to cease. And it came to pass that when the Jews which dealt by them came, they said unto us ten times from all places whence ye shall return unto us, they will be upon you. Therefore I set in the lower places behind the wall, and on the higher places I even set the people after their families with the swords, their spears, and their bows. And I looked and rose up and said unto the nobles and to the rulers and to the rest of the people, Be not ye afraid of them. Remember the Lord, which is great and terrible, and fight for your brethren, your sons and your daughters, your wives and your houses. And it came to pass when uh, our enemies heard that it was known unto us, and God had brought their counsel to not, uh, that we returned, all of us, to the wall, everyone to his work. And it came to pass from that time forth that the half of my servants wrought in the work, and the other half of them held both the spears, the shields, and the bows, and the habergens, and the Rulers were behind all the house of Judah. They which built it on the wall, they that bear burdens with those that laid it, every one with one of his hands wrought the work, and with the other hand held a weapon. For the builders, every one had his sword girded by his side, and so built it, and he that sounded the trumpet was by me. And I said unto the nobles, and to the rulers, and to the rest of the people, The work is great and large, and we are separated upon the wall." one far from another. In what place, therefore, ye hear the sound of the trumpet, resort ye thither unto us, our God shall fight for us. So we labored in the work, and half of them held the spears from the rising of the morning till the stars appeared. Likewise, at the same time, I said unto the people, let every one with his servant lodge within Jerusalem, that in the night they may be a guard to us and labor on the day. So neither I, nor my brethren, nor my servants, nor the men of the guard which followed me, none of us put off our clothes, saving that everyone put them off for washing. I, I titled the message, Nehemiah is one of my favorite books, preached in it a lot when I was on the road, and, and, I, and I, love, I love this. Um, I, I titled the message tonight out of this portion of scripture, Quit, we're just getting started. Amen. Let's pray. We'll get started. (laughs) Father, thank you, Lord, that you love us the way that you do. Thank you that you watch over us. And certainly, once again, I just ask that you'd give us safety as we leave this place tonight. But Lord, while we're here, these next minutes ahead, help us not to be concerned about that. I know the devil would would love to arrest our attention and get our eyes and our hearts, our minds off of what is most important right now, and that is your word. And so we pray you'd take your word and you'd use it. Use it in our hearts. Use it in our lives. Use it to speak to us very, very clearly. We're thankful we can depend upon you. We're thankful that you're always there for us. And we're thankful for the work that's going on right here at Riverside Baptist Church. And we pray, dear God, that you'd better better prepare us for what we face in the year of 2020 as we go forward doing what you'd have us to do. And we thank you and praise you for what you do and ask you to bless in a special way now. Please, in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you so much for standing. And please do be seated.
God's work never moves forward without facing obstacles. If God's going to move forward as he's going to do a work, there will be obstacles. I mean, you're, we will face those things. And this chapter reminds us that Satan will oppose every work of God in some manner, some way, shape, or form. He loves to keep people from moving forward. The devil. He loves to keep people from moving forward. If he can get them, if he can get them to go backwards, he loves that. But if he can get them to just stop and not move forward whatsoever, he's happy with that. And God's work is going to be opposed. We, we cannot let, we cannot, I don't want to get ahead of myself and I want to keep on track here, but, but we cannot allow things in our life or other people or circumstances to pull us away from what God would have us to do. We just cannot allow it to happen. And we have to remember this. We are all individuals. So we're responsible for ourselves. We're accountable to God. We're responsible for ourselves. So, yes, we want to try to bring our spouse along. Yes, we want to try to bring our kids along. Yes, we want to try to help others along the way. But first and foremost, we better make sure that we are headed in the way that God would have them to go. And that we have not uh, stopped or we're not backing up or whatever the case may be. The devil's going to, the devil's going to fight as hard as he can. And in the first part of this chapter, there was a, the form of opposition that was put out there to them was, was ridicule. Verse number one, but it came to pass that when Sanballat heard that we built the wall, he was wroth, took great indignation, mocked the Jews. And so there was real ridicule going on there. And it's really a standard operating procedure for God's work and his workers to be mocked, to be scorned by the world, to be made fun of. I can't believe you people out there beating the streets trying to do those things and you think this is so important and all this stuff. The, the world never has had respect for biblical faith. It never has had respect for biblical faith. And it's not going to start now. It's just not going to start. And in fact, in fact, really this world is hostile, hostile toward every true work of God. They'll do everything they can just to ridicule, shut it down. Anyway, another form of opposition was intimidation. Um, when we respond in faith to the opposition the devil sends our way, he often responds by increasing the pressure. We get some pressure, and so we, we decide, I don't care, I'm going to go ahead and go forward. Well, don't expect him to go, oh no, they're going forward. Oh no, no, the devil, he's just going to apply more pressure. He's going to try that much harder. No, 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 he doesn't just back off. Oh no, 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 I'm telling you, he is going to come at you. He turns up the heat. He tries to create doubts, and he tries to shake our confidence in God the best to the best of his ability. Excuse me, in verse number 10, we see a third form. Verse 10 says, And Judah said, The strength of the bearers of burdens is decayed, and there is much rubbish, so that we're not able to build the wall. Um, we see a third form of, of opposition to the work of God, and that's discouragement. Discouragement. See, to be discouraged is to lose hope. How's this ever going to work? How can we keep going forward? Well, but this happened, and now what are we supposed to do here? And I just don't know if this is going to work. No, to be discouraged, it means to be dispirited. It means to be disheartened. It means to despair, be in despair. I mean, I just don't, I just don't preach, or I just don't see how. And here's what it does. It leads people to give up. It does. It leads people to quit, just to drop out. And it's a very subtle, a very subtle, but a very effective weapon in Satan's 
arsenal. Um, again, it says the strength of the bearer's burdens is decayed and there is much rubbish so that we're not able to build the wall. Judah said that. The people of God said that. We, we know that the workers were physically drained. Men are working hard to rebuild this wall, working day and night. They feel like everybody's coming up against them. The, 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 the strength is decayed. The, the wall is about half finished, according to verse number six. If we backed up, the, the wall is about half finished, but the workers from Judah were just plumb wore out. They were plumb wore out. They were plumb tuckered out. They went to bed exhausted. They woke up tired. Man, they're working hard. We got to do this. This is so important, important work. And, and they were, they were after it, but they were just exalted. There are two dangers that we have to guard against. It's getting, getting weary, it getting weary of the work and getting weary in the work. We have to be careful because you get drained no no doubt no it takes a lot out of you in that weakness just makes us more vulnerable to the attacks of the devil and the devil will continue to attack and so you're putting everything into it and then just plumb more out anyway these, these they, they were very look either one of these getting weary in the work or getting weary of the work either one of those can lead to discouragement and it will cause you it, it can cause you to lose hope it can cause you to quit when you're physically drained you might feel like well, i just can't continue i just can't go on when you're emotionally drained you may feel as like you don't want to continue i've tried hard i just don't want to do this anymore i I, i've I've put my best foot forward and things don't seem to be happening and things just seem to be against us and all this is going on and i don't know exactly what i'm supposed to do and i just don't know if i want to go forward galatians 6 9 says and be not weary in well doing uh, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not if we faint so if you're not going to faint you have to keep your eyes on the prize you have to keep your focus where it's supposed to be you have to keep your eye on the prize that's what you gain in finishing I've known situations. I've known of situations where um, families were doing good. They were in church. They were active. They were going forward. Everything was going well. And then a child goes astray. A child decides they don't want to serve God anymore. They're not going to do that anymore. They they're just they're tired of it. They're going to go and they're going to do what they want to do. And I'm talking about an adult child, one that can make that decision and go ahead and do what they want to do. And, 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 and I've watched it, I've watched it affect, I, I've watched it affect the mom and dad to the point that they were willing to follow their child out of church, away from God. And they didn't finish well. And because of that, the rest of their children didn't finish well. The younger children that were coming up after this adult child. There's something to be said about finishing. 
about continuing to go and no matter how discouraged we get or how rough it gets or what's going on, that we continue to do what God would have us to do. You, you need courage to start and, 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 and you need the commitment to stay until you realize the fruit of your efforts. Look, <coughs> excuse me, it may take some time before you begin to see things really happen, but, but if you don't stay, if you don't stay in the work, if you don't keep your nose to the grindstone, if, if I can just say it that way for the sake of not knowing how else to say it at this point, if, if you don't just keep on going, then you're not ever going to see any results of anything. And I tell you, I have to admit to you, it's sometimes it, sometimes it's, it would be a lot easier just to throw in the towel, just throw it in. Just go on, just leave all this stuff, mercy's sakes alive, why all this extra effort, why all this fighting, I'm just trying to do right, and everybody seems to be against me. These people, they, 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 the results that they were seeing didn't seem to be sufficient for the amount of, of, of energy that they had put out during this time. And, and he said, it says that there's, there's much rubbish here. So the walls were rising. We know that's the case. They're about halfway done. The walls are rising, uh, but all of these piles of debris where it had been torn down, it didn't seem to be diminishing, didn't seem to be going down at all. And he said, there's just much rubbish. I mean, broken stones and dried mortar and hundred years of accumulated dirt and stuff in the way and everything will just, we often become discouraged because we don't see the progress that we're expecting. We don't see the progress that we want to see. We don't see the progress we're expecting. And so we become discouraged. Well, I don't know why they don't. I don't know. It just seems like we've tried so hard. I'm telling you. Old habits are hard to break, and God's blessings aren't coming quick enough for us at times. And you pour your time into teaching a Sunday school class, and you wonder if you're really making a difference or not. And the church may not be growing like you want it to grow. And it's like, man alive, am I just doing, is anything happening? Am I doing any good at all in all of this, and all this effort, and all this fighting, trying to stay going, and all this stuff? But in reality, please get this, in reality, these workers were making progress. Every stone that was placed on the wall was one stone less left in the pile. And so everything they put on there is one stone. And every, no, they were making headway. And in the very same way, please listen to me tonight, in the very same way, every good work makes a difference. Even when it's not immediately visible. Come on. Every good work of God makes a difference. I just don't see where I'm making a difference. You're making a difference. No, if you're doing something for the Lord, every good work of God makes a difference, even if you can't see it. Even if it doesn't seem to be happening. Everything that we do for the Lord is important, and it does make it, it does make a, a difference. The, we see that, that there was an effect of their discouragement. They said this, we're not able to build the law, uh, to build the wall. It's so crazy. They took the side of the opposition. The opposition was saying, you'll never get that wall built. And pretty soon, because of all this stuff coming on, because it just seemed like they were tired and working and nothing making, not making headway like they thought. I mean, they're like, oh no, well, I guess we're not able to build the wall. In verse number two, Sanballat had ridiculed the workers. He had mocked their ability to finish even what they had started. And in effect, Judah was saying, now at this time, Sanballat was right. We're just feeble Jews. We, we don't have what it takes to finish this job. 
and I'm saying that discouragement had succeeded where ridicule had failed. They were ridiculed. They kept on going. And then this discouragement came. And it's like, well, we just can't do this. We can't do this. It's it's just too much. There's an old legend that states that Satan once put all of his tools up uh, for sale. Uh, Tools like hatred and envy and jealousy and and immorality and deception and a lot of others. He he laid them out on this table. He priced them according to their value. And somebody's in there shopping over and they're looking at all these tools. And and, uh, this person saw this well-worn tool laying over there and went over there and, excuse me, picked it up and turned over the price tag and it was very, very, very expensive. And he was like, what is this used for? And the old devil said, wow, that's discouragement. And the guy said, well, why have you got it priced so high? And the devil said, because it's been so useful and effective. He said, with it, I can often pry open a man's heart when nothing else will work. And once inside, I can easily defeat him. And it's so worn out because I use it on almost everyone since few people even realize that it belongs to me. Discouragements of the devil. God's not going to discourage us in his way. He's not going to discourage us in his work. No, I said discouragements of the devil. God's not going to do that to us. No, 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 no. It's a very subtle, yet a very effective tool of the devil. But there was also some distraction. Some distraction. I I hate the devil so much. You you know, he he always knows our weakest moment. No, he studies us. He watches us. He has all his little imps and demons and all that. He studies us. He knows what's going on. And he always knows our weakest moment. And and that is often the time he chooses to increase his attack and come at us harder. Look at verse, look at verse, uh, look at verse 10 there again. It says, and Judah said, the strength of the bearers of the burdens is decayed and there is much rubbish so that it were, uh, so that we are, so that we are not able to build the wall. And our adversaries said, they shall not know, neither see till come, uh, till we, uh, come in the midst among them and slay them and cause the work to cease. Now you probably notice there that there's no break between verses 10 and 11. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying that before Nehemiah Nehemiah had a chance to to, uh, uh, deal with the discouragement of his workers and what was going on in their hearts, um, he was hit with this fresh problem. The the Jews living in the outlying areas rushed into the city warning of an impending attack, that these things were going to happen. And and their their alarm is evident in the fact that they repeated this warning. They said they repeated this ten times. Ten times they they said these different things. It was just an enemy scam, though. It was just a scam. Their, Their adversaries leaked information of an impending attack to the Jews who lived near them. And, and they whispered these, uh, they whispered these ominous threats to them. It was just propaganda. It was just designed to create panic. And, and, and we know this, the, the threat was real. Please stay with me. I'm trying to hurry here and get the point across too. The threat was real. Sanballat's army could attack, but they couldn't be sure of the outcome of truly what would happen. 
Well, what makes you say that, preacher? But because if they had known they could win, they would have attacked without announcing their plan. Back in my younger days, before I got saved, before, before, back in my younger days, back in my younger, rougher days and all, you know, when it came to a place of having a fight, I wasn't worried about the guy that talked too much. I'm not condoning fighting. I'm just saying I wasn't worried about the one who's running his mouth and all that. I, I watched those quiet ones. Those ones are fixing to clean your clock. If they'd known that they could win, they wouldn't have been doing all of this stuff to try to set this up and, 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 and get into their head. It, it was pure, it was pure, it was, it, mm. their purpose was not to wipe out the Jews. It was only to cause the work to cease. They just wanted the work to stop. If, if they could get the workers so concerned for their security that they neglected the work that they were supposed to be doing, the goal would have been achieved. It was pure propaganda. It was just a mind game that they were playing, an effort at distraction. You know, Satan uses that a tactic all the time. He uses that all the time. He whispers threats, uh, threats that are entirely uh, believable, no doubt, trying to shake our confidence in God, uh, distract us from the real purpose. He gets you to worrying about your job. He gets you to worrying about your health. He gets you to worrying about your family. He creates fear. He creates panic. He he distracts you the best that he can from God's will. He gets you focused on on building your own security. There are some churches that are so very distracted by political and social issues to the neglect of evangelism and edification. Preacher, you ought to address some things about, about this political issue. I, the news channels do that good enough. I don't have time for that. I need to preach the book. But I like Nehemiah's response. Look at verse number 14 there. It says, And I looked and rose up and said unto the nobles, to the rulers, to the rest of the people, Be not ye afraid of them. Remember the Lord, which is great and terrible. And fight for your brethren, your sons, your daughters, your wives, your houses. So what did the leader do? He directed them to God. He said, keep your eyes on God. Look unto God. No, no, no. Don't get, don't be absurd. Don't, don't, don't be, don't be consumed with all this. Remember the Lord. Remember who He is. The Lord who created everything we see. The Lord who heals. The Lord who forgives. The Lord who reigns. I mean, remember what He has said. Remember the promises that He has given us to never leave us nor forsake us. He's promised to meet all of our needs. He's promised to comfort us in our trials and and remember what he has done he saved your soul he's always cared for those who trust in him he has answered prayer along the way done great things well what's the principle here ultimately our dependence is upon the lord it's upon it's upon the lord in in every given situation truly our dependence needs to be on the lord 
We're trusting Him. We're trusting Him to guide. No, no, when, it, when our dependence is, on, uh, is upon the Lord, we're not going to watch our circumstances so much. We're going to be talking to Him. We're going to be asking Him to do those things that nobody else can do. Our dependence is upon Him. And we have to remember that. We have to remember that, that, that He, He, mm, He is God Almighty. And, and He is ruler over everything. And He can do so much more than we ever dreamed that He can do if we just put our faith and trust in, 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 in him. And, and I love the way that Nehemiah gave them a reason to continue there in verse number 14. He said, fight for your children. Stay in church because of your children. Do the right thing because of your children. Live for God because of your children. Fight for the children. The faith and the security of our children is a very powerful motive for not turning aside from what's important. With all these little kids, and it's just hard to get them all together and get them ready and get them to church and all that thing. Oh, no, 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 no. That's the easy time. Let me encourage you a little bit there. That's the easy time. The hard times when they grow up and start having their own opinion about things. And start making and start making decisions that are against what you believe and what the Bible teaches and what they should do. That's when it gets hard. And we're going to have a lot more success. I don't like using it we're lot we're going to have a lot more success with our children if we keep them headed in the direction that they're supposed to go when they're young. We're, we're, we're leading the way when they're young. What, what I'm saying is that our children are the big losers when we're distracted from the way of truth. Our children are. And then he reminded them that they didn't have to fight alone. You don't have to fight alone in this. Look at verse number 19 again. We're moving along good. It says, And I said to the nobles, to the rulers, to the rest of the people, this work is great and large, and we're separated upon the law, upon the wall, one far from another. In what place, therefore, you hear the sound of the trumpet? Resort ye thither unto us. Our God shall fight for us. The trumpet, it would call them together. A type of gathering for encouragement. Allowing them to bear the burden of the battle for one another. And I'm telling you, no, no, look up here for a minute. We need each other. We need each other. Don't be the loner. Don't be the one that thinks that you don't need all these other people. Oh yeah, you do. If you're gonna, no, 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 we need one another. We need one another. And let me just go ahead and say this. We need to be aware of the battles our brothers and sisters are fighting. Truly. There comes a time to encourage and exhort and edify. comes a time that we put out extra effort to help those that seem to be struggling spiritually. We need to rally around them with the... Um, with with encouragement and help and and support, 
Because they receive the benefit of our fellowship. They receive that. And we receive, we receive the benefit of seeing God work. Our God shall fight for us. You know, if we handle things the way that God says to handle things, and we're trying to help others the way that God says we should help others, um, simply doing what God would have us to do in all of this, we're going to see God work because God says that's what you're supposed to do. Come on. Are you with me? Come on. I'm almost done. I'm right done. But, but that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to help one another. We're not supposed to kick each other when we're down. We're supposed to help one another. Be there for one another. Come on, it's part of having a church family. That, that, we, would, that we would build up one another. Pray for one another. And certainly I hope you continue, have to continue to do that in, 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 in this new year. To be there and encourage. And, and, and here's... Here's what happens. People, people, people get in this discouragement and, and, and the devil attacks and, and the first thing, the thing they want to do is pull away from all the people. Look, I'm telling you, you're going to do better. You're going to do better. Are you with me here still? You're going to do better if you'll make, if you'll make friends here at Riverside Baptist Church and spend time fellowshipping and, 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 and encouraging each other. I'm telling you, no, if you'll make friends right here in Riverside Baptist Church and you won't be the first one out the door after the service is over because, you know, I'm just not into fellowship and stuff. We ought to get into it. Because if you'll make friends like that right here in the church, I promise you it will be a help to you. And if we would just reach out a little further to others and do what we can to befriend them so that they might hang around for a little while after the church is over, we'll do well also. Because whether we like to think uh, think it or not, we need one another. We do. We do. See, discouragement is aimed at destroying our hope. And, and distraction is, is aimed at getting us sidetracked from our purpose. Discouragement distraction, both are designed to hinder us or stop the progress of God's work in our lives. Discouragement's of the devil. And anything that distracts us from being what God would have us to be, it's of the devil too. But the answer to both discouragement and distraction are the same. They're both the same. What's the answer, preacher? Number one, remember the Lord. Remember who He is, what He's already done for you as a born-again child of God. Number two, remember what's important. Others will be affected if we give in to His tricks. I said others will be affected if we give in to Him and His tricks. Others will be affected. Others in the church will be affected. 
Others in your family will be affected. Others at work will be affected. No, no, no. Others will be affected. If we give in to his tricks. And number three, remember you're not alone. You're not alone. There are others right here at Riverside Baptist Church that are willing to help you in your battles. Sometimes we just need to drop our pride and say we need a little help. A little prayer. I'm not talking about spilling your dirt all over the church. That's not what I'm talking about. But every once in a while, it's not a wrong thing to say, hey, I need you to pray with me about something. And number four, don't separate yourself from brothers and sisters in Christ. Don't do it. Don't do it. Build relationships. We need one another. Never doubt it. We do need one another. And then number five, don't let the devil beat you out of life, out of the life that God has for you. Because he's going to try. I said the devil is going to do his best to beat you out of the life that God has prepared for your future. And he does have a life prepared for your future. Are you with me here? He does have a life prepared for your future. He already has it. Had a plan from the womb. Don't let the devil beat you out of that. Young and old alike. Don't let the devil beat you out of that. Quit. We're just getting started. That's what we are. We're just getting started. Whether you get discouraged or distracted... The end result will be the same. You lose. My Lord is not a loser. Oh, no. Jesus wins. I've read the end of the book. Don't let anything pull you away from what God has for your life. It's just not worth it. It's not worth it. Let's push forward in the year 2020. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for your word and the encouragement it is to me personally. And I pray you'd help us, dear God, to be mindful of the attacks of the enemies. And Lord, that we would not allow anything to pull us away from you and your plan for our lives. There's young people sitting in this place tonight that have so much potential. They have so much potential. And you do have a plan for them. And I pray, Lord, that they would be focused upon you. First and foremost, focused upon you. Getting to know you and living their life for you and following you and yielded to you. To such an extent that when the attacks come from the enemy, they'll just hang on to you. Keep Keep pushing forward. And there's folks in this room right now that are fighting battles that I know nothing of, but you know. And I know that their answer can be found in you, in your word. 
I pray that we would take this, what we have taken out of your words tonight. I pray we'd take this message and we would use it in such a way that it would help us to push forward in our Christian life, our Christian walk, to be a blessing to one another. Lord, to get our eyes off of the circumstances around us and back focused upon you. Help us, dear Lord, as only you can. We trust that you will. We ask these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's stand around. Thank you for being in the services today with us at Riverside Baptist Church. If you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, we certainly would like to help you with that. You can get more information at our website at rbcstjoe.com or call here at the church. If you're a believer and God has spoken to your heart, I hope you'll take time to turn aside and let him have his way in your life. If we can help in any way, shape, or form, please feel free to contact us. We look forward to ministering to you again.